Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 120, Creating a Lifelong Fitness Journey, Addressing Components of Fitness, the Fit Principles, and Ageless Activity. Hi everyone, welcome once again to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is Shelly Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist and the host and founder of Real World Nutrition. So if you've been listening to the episode so far in 2024, I've been addressing some common things related to what people think about when the new year rolls around. So the last couple episodes, I addressed things like detoxes and cleanses and myths versus realities related to those. I addressed fad diets and how to adopt a sustainable approach to eating. So now I'm talking about that other side of the coin that I always refer to. So I say diet and exercise are two sides of the same coin. So addressing exercise and fitness and how we can create a sustainable approach to fitness. So again, this is obviously dropping in January as I'm recording and releasing this episode. This is that time of year where people like to at least reestablish some habits or attempt to reestablish habits or revamp their fitness routines. And a lot of times you may have been there before, you may be going through it now, or you may be rolling your eyes at those who do that. That in time of year where it seems like you have a free fresh, a fresh start, you want to just go all in with things and you're motivated and then it fizzles out quickly. So I want to help people embrace the idea of having a fitness practice, an exercise routine that they enjoy, that they don't, tre- don't dread, and something that is sustainable something that is personalized, something that works for you. So as I said in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the things that if you're considering starting or restarting a fitness program, or even already have one established, addressing some of the components of fitness, what is something else called the fit principle, and then whether your age or health concerns make a difference on how much activity you should be getting. And then finally, I'll wrap up by giving some tips to help you not only get started, but help you maintain your fitness routine. Now again, some of you may be well-versed and have an established routine, but I think many people will still find something valuable in today's episode. So I wanna address this a little bit or mention this first. I teach a class at my local community college. It's a 100 level class and it's sports nutrition. And so I find out a lot of information from my students who are all ages. So it's a community college. I have some students who are in high school. I have some students who are wanting to boost their GPA as they're trying to get into graduate school, they're trying to do all kinds of things. So I just want to mention, there's all age groups and all different levels of fitness and interest. So while people may think they have things down pat when it comes to fitness, 
having taught sports nutrition for many years, there's still a lot of misinformation out there, especially considering that people think that diet, sorry, exercise is enough, and then they can blow off addressing their eating habits. So one of the first things I want to address is understanding the different components of fitness. And part of the reason I was mentioning my sports nutrition class is when we address these components of fitness, it is very common, myself included, that some of us are very good at getting one or maybe two of these components of fitness, but tend to tend to neglect other areas. So you'll understand more what I mean if you don't know these different components. You'll understand more of what I mean after I go through them. So one of the things in creating the sustainable fitness routine is including all of these components of fitness. So this would be cardiorespiratory fitness, muscular or strength training, and flexibility activities. So let me go through each of these, and some of them you may be familiar with, but some of them you might not realize you may already be doing. So cardiorespiratory fitness is the component of fitness that focuses on activities that elevate your heart rate, so the cardio, and improve your lung capacity, so the respiratory part, cardiorespiratory. So people tend to say cardio, but it does include both the heart and the lungs, both sets of organs in your lungs. Actually, the heart is one organ, the lungs is a set. So this includes activities such as brisk walking, running, cycling, dancing, anything that increases your heart rate and makes you breathe a little bit harder. Anything that increases your heart rate, cardio, that makes you breathe a little bit harder, respiratory, so cardiorespiratory. So some of those activities I mentioned are in there. There's plenty of others that I didn't mention. So things like aerobics and Zumba and swimming, And I said cycling, so some of those things are part of cardiorespiratory fitness activities. Then there's muscular and strength training. So building and maintaining muscle strength is crucial for functional fitness. So functional fitness is that ability to do some of those most basic things that you take for granted, like standing up from a chair, bending over to pick something off the floor, being able to lift something up or reach up and get something from the top shelf of the cabinet, those types of things. So this is exercises like weightlifting, body weight exercises, or resistance training to enhance your muscle tone and strength. So sometimes when I mention this aspect, people think of the big dumbbells or the big barbells and all those heavy weights in the machines at the gym. But this can include things like resistance bands or even body weight exercises, like doing push-ups and wall sits and a handstand, or uh, that's pretty pretty lofty goal there for some of us, squats. So it doesn't have to require a bunch of heavy weights. That's just one aspect of that. So this component contributes not just to your physical health, but it also helps with preventing injuries. And again, it's not just for bodybuilders, 
but for everyone, no matter what your age. And this is important. As we get older, we do tend to lose muscle mass. So doing this muscular and strengthening, strength building activities are critical to help us maintain our muscle mass. And then the third component of fitness is flexibility. And this is the one that I see most often overlooked, but some of you may be really good at doing this. But flexibility is crucial to overall fitness. So this is stretching exercises. Most often people tend to think of yoga and Pilates, and these can improve flexibility. And it doesn't have to be a formal yoga class or a yoga routine, though most of the stretches that people are familiar with do originate from yoga. But this really helps with increased range of motion and, again, reduced risk of injuries. So it's important that we consider or include all of those components of our fitness into our regular routine. That's not to say we need to do all of those every single day, but ensure that we integrate them throughout our week and our fitness routine. Next, I want to address something called the FIT principle. So the FIT principle, the word FIT is F-I-T-T, -T, and that's really an acronym. So the acronym standing for frequency, intensity, type, and time. So with those components of fitness, you use the FIT principle to tailor your fitness routine. So here, addressing each one of those letters, FIT, frequency, intensity, type, and time. Frequency. First, you're going to determine how often you'll engage in each of those components of fitness. For example, we want to aim for at least... 150 minutes of moderate intensity cardiorespiratory exercise each week. We want to include two to three strength training sessions each week and flexibility exercises two to three times a week. So if you do strength training two to three times a week, flexibility two to three times a week, that would be one thing each day. 150 minutes of moderate intensity cardiorespiratory exercise is about 30 minutes, five days a week. So you can do more than 30 minutes and then do it fewer days a week. But again, you want to have these as part of your routine. Now the intensity. This is where I find that a lot of people take the intensity too high when they're starting out and they need to ease into it. So you need to find the right level of challenge for each of those activities for yourself. So you adjust the intensity to match your fitness level and goal. And that can be a brisk walk or something like a HIIT class or high intensity interval training, or going with a higher weight with weight training, or a more resistant or tighter resistance band. You want to continue to challenge yourself. So in the past, I've worked with individuals who walked the same route all the time. So I would encourage them to up the intensity by 
They could do the same walk, the same route, but they would want to do it in less time. So if they had a 30-minute walk, after they've been doing it for a while, they really should be having more intensity. And that 30-minute walk should take 28 minutes if they're doing the same distance or 26 minutes if they're doing the same distance because that would be upping the intensity. They could go longer, a longer distance, or if they were walking for 30 minutes after they've been doing it for a while, they should be getting more distance in that same time period. Now with the type, mix up your routine and keep it exciting by trying different uh, targeting different muscle groups or different types of exercises. So you can try a new strength training class or different flexibility exercises. You can do group fitness classes. You could do videos. You can do outdoor activities. So some people just are doing the same thing all the time. And if that works for you, okay, great. But you want to make sure you're getting the different muscle groups as well. And then time. Allocate enough time for each session. So rushing through a 10-minute exercise routine, that may be okay if you're doing just one small area, like working on just your biceps or just your triceps or just one component, not even one component of fitness, but one specific aspect. But you really want to allow yourself enough time with each session to get a well-rounded workout. So that should typically be 30 to 60 minutes. So depending on your fitness goals, you may be starting out with the 30 minutes and then working up to 60 minutes. But you also want to ensure that you're including a warm-up and cool-down time as well. So times where people say, well, I want to do my 30 minutes of cardio, so I skip the warm-up and the cool-down but really you should be doing 20 to 25 minutes of cardio, including three to five minutes on each side for the warm up and the cool down. So that's really important. And a lot of people really don't like to hear that. But when I was a runner, there was a certain distance I would walk from my house before I started running. And then when I got that same distance on the return, is when I would walk again. So that was a warm up and cool down. And so that distance was, I don't even remember how long it would take, probably two to three minutes, but it was just something where I wouldn't run from the second I stepped out the door, but warm up to get to the running point. So getting started and maintaining your fitness routine. A lot of people don't have trouble getting started it's the maintaining that's more challenging. But for others, I do not acknowledge that first time, that first step, sometimes the hardest. So here's some steps to helping you with getting started and maintaining. So first thing, start easy. It's okay. Some people are like, no, I want to do the whole 90 minutes that first day. Or I want to try something new and challenging. And then it really can be painful or uncomfortable and they don't do it again. So really, one, begin with activities that you enjoy and seriously, gradually increase the intensity. So this could be an easy walk, just getting out and walking for 15 minutes, five days a week. 
that could be starting it and then work on increasing the length or the frequency five days a week you're already pretty high up there but can you move up to 17 minutes 20 minutes try a beginner yoga class I remember my first hot yoga class 90 minute session I about fainted I did have to stop and just lay down and rest for a while and I did finish the class but I was you know going from not doing anything to a 90 minute hot yoga class was not the best idea or a light resistance training session. Doing body weight or a very light resistance band is plenty if you've not done weightlifting in a long time or ever. And I've talked about this in past episodes, setting realistic goals. Establish achievable short-term and long-term goals. Celebrate those small victories and don't be discouraged by setbacks. So it's okay to celebrate the small victories, set some short-term goals, and again, start easy. Consistency is key. So schedule a regular workout session in your week, regular workout sessions in your week. And consistency builds those habits. So even if it's 10 minutes on the stationary bike, rather than doing a 60-minute group cycling class, It's okay, just start with 10 minutes because it's gonna be more sustainable. And schedule those. 60 minutes may not be ready for your, to fit into your schedule, but 15 minutes, maybe recognizing that 15 minutes still gonna take maybe 30 minutes from getting dressed to getting changed again. So keep that in mind, but that consistency builds habits and it can help with making fitness part of your regular lifestyle. Really, really, really listen to your body. Pay attention to how your body responds to exercise. And if something isn't feeling right, you've got to modify or switch activities. This is something that people just don't like to do, I find, is the rest and recovery time. People have this idea if they take a rest day, it's all going to be downhill and they won't get back to it. Rest is an important aspect of a fitness routine. And mix it up. Mix it up. Try something new. Attend a group fitness class. Try outdoor activities. You can find local hiking groups in your neighborhood. I don't like the cold. I like hiking. And then I discovered snowshoeing. And oh my gosh, I don't like the cold, but I tell you what, snowshoeing, you're never cold, except for maybe the first couple minutes, because I was like bundled up, and I was so hot after a few minutes. It really, it's something I like. I never thought I'd like snowshoeing, because I don't like the cold, and then here I am, wanting to go snowshoeing when there's snowfall. So try something new. Try something different. Obviously, snowshoeing is not something I do year-round, but it's certainly something that I can do. And then have patience and be persistent. Patience, patience, patience. Boy, as humans, we are not good at this, but progress takes time. So I tell people, seriously, ignore the advertisements. Ignore the social media posts that imply this stuff happens in a matter of days or weeks. I've even seen things where people have these amazing transformations in 28 days, which I don't believe it. 
I truly don't. And having seen some of the behind the scenes things on how these before and after pictures work, I don't believe it because it's very, very unlikely that it's true. So be patient with yourself. Stay persistent with yourself and recognize the journey is unique for everyone. So this is your journey. So what about timing? More specifically, when's the best time to exercise? This is a question that I get a lot. I'm sure a lot of fitness experts get this question. I'm not saying I'm a fitness expert, but this is a question going back to the the nutrition, sports nutrition class, what's the best time to exercise? Seriously, the best time to exercise is a time that works for you. I found that exercising in the morning is best for me because I don't like to talk to people for the first couple hours of the morning. It's my time. It's my personal time. And I don't have to worry about interacting with other people. But some people like the lunchtime routine. Some people like going to the gym after work or it works for their schedule. I once had a student who gave me his fitness log. He was working out at 1 a.m. because that worked for him and he liked that nobody else was at the gym at that time. I was amazed and thought, cool, that works for you. That's what is the best time to exercise for that person. So we have to remember no judgment and there's no one size fits all approach to fitness. If you enjoy it, you're more likely to stick with it. Find what works for you Whether you prefer those solo workouts or you like the group fitness classes or outdoor activities, really, you don't fall into somebody else's idea of what works. Fall into your idea of what works for you. Now, I want to remind people fitness is important at every age. I had somebody one time who was insisting that she needed a different set of exercise recommendations or goals, I should say the guidelines, because she was over 50. The exercise guidelines are still the same, regardless of age, for the most part. We do want to have older adults focus on their strength training quite a bit. But really, these components of fitness and the fit principle apply to us pretty much no matter our age. So starting or restarting a fitness journey is not exclusive to any age group. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, I'm in my 70s or I'm in my 30s, guess what? It's still important to have that regular fitness routine for your entire lifetime. And staying active is pivotal and critical in maintaining overall health and well-being. So I do want to acknowledge that fitness does evolve as we age So we have to adapt to our changing needs and capabilities. So when we're young, it lays the foundation for a healthy lifestyle. And then as we get into our older adult years, it helps with a better quality of life. But it is important to acknowledge it's never too late to start. Now, I do want to say this first, not first, because this is near the end. We do want to address medical issues and potential risk factors. So while fitness is important for everyone, some people may need to get some medical clearance before starting a new exercise routine. 
So if you have any of these risk factors that I'm going to address, you really want to talk to your healthcare provider before starting a fitness program. And I want to acknowledge there's many times where I've referred people to get clearance from their physician or their healthcare provider, and never ever once have I had a healthcare provider say, no, you really shouldn't exercise. Most of them are saying, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. Get, get it, get it on. <laughs> okay. So if you have an existing medical condition like heart disease, diabetes, or respiratory issues, just double check with your doctor. Again, you'll likely get the all clear, but just be sure. If you have age-related concerns, like older adults, especially those over 65, I don't make the definitions here, over the age of 65, Consult a healthcare provider, especially if you've not been active in the last six months or so. If you have a family history of heart disease or other hereditary conditions, again, just bring it up with your doctor, your healthcare provider, and just make sure it's okay to get going with a fitness routine. Smoking. All right. Now, I know a lot of times people who are listening to this podcast aren't people who smoke, but I do work with people who do. And tobacco use increases the risk of several health issues. So it really is essential to consult a healthcare professional before starting an exercise regimen. And don't laugh. There's a lot of people who exercise who still also smoke. It used to floor me when we would take a break during the sports nutrition class that a handful of students were going out and taking a smoke break. And I didn't follow them out, but when they came back into the room, I could tell, it's pretty obvious, they were still smoking, but they're in the class asking me all kinds of questions about fitness, their gym, how to fuel their fitness, and that sort of thing. So it still happens. Now, if you have any unexplained symptoms, so if you have chest pain or dizziness or shortness of breath during physical activity, Get that addressed with a medical professional promptly. There's been times in the past when I was having chest pains during a run. I mentioned it to my doctor. We did a quick test. Really, it was a quick test in the um, exam room. Turns out nothing was wrong with my heart, and it was most likely muscle spasms in the chest. Nothing ever really came of it, but it was something where I did mention. Um, It was checked, and luckily it was nothing. And then injury or surgery. So if you had a recent surgery or you're recovering from an injury, just wait, just be patient again to get the green light from your healthcare provider before resuming or starting exercise. It's hard to rest. Sometimes it's really hard to rest if you've been on a roll, but you really have to heal first. So I've had a couple of surgeries um, in the past 15 years or so, and Both of them were related to abdominal surgeries, having things removed, and just had to just chill and just be okay with walking, easing a walk around the block until things got better, and I slowly was able to recover and go back to my regular routine afterwards. And in addition to those mentioned risk factors, the ones I just listed, consult a healthcare professional if you've been sedentary and plan to start a vigorous exercise routine, really, again, you want to ease into these things. But I've seen many people who go from zero to a thousand, it seems like, 
where they go from doing nothing to doing high-intensity daily workouts, and that really can be problematic in increasing risk of injury. If you were pregnant or postpartum, double-check with your doctor. Now, if you've been doing this for your whole pregnancy or your experience at fitness, that's going to be a little bit different. I have friends who have been fitness instructors and teaching all the way through their pregnancies. That's different. So double check your with your doctor and whether or your healthcare provider and whether it's good to go. Again, if you want to engage in high intensity workouts, double check with your physician. It could be something where they're like, just calm down, ease into it. And if you have any concerns about your health that may affect your ability to exercise, talk to somebody about it and see if you're good to go with an exercise routine. But here's the one thing that I recommend for nearly everybody. I do have some people who can't do this, but walking. Walking is a universal starting point. For most people, walking is an excellent starting point. It's low impact, is accessible, It's easily adapted to various fitness levels. And whether you're a beginner or restarting your fitness journey, a brisk walk can really be a great way to kickstart your physical activity. When I was running, my running career started as running for one minute, walking for four, until I got to where I could handle running more for longer distances or longer time. So I want to encourage you to embrace the journey and don't give up. It's a lifelong commitment, not something that just needs to be addressed at the new year or new season, but every day, what are you going to do to make sure that you're active? Embrace it at every stage of life and understanding that the approach may have to evolve to suit individual needs. My running career is way in the rear view. So I do other things now. So as anything with anything, getting going with your fitness journey, remember that setbacks do happen and that's okay. If you want to stay tuned, this is already a pretty long episode. Next week's episode, I'm going to address the importance of fueling your fitness. So how to eat and help ensure that you're properly fueled to help minimize fatigue and your risk of injury and help with recovery. So in the meantime, embrace the process, stay positive, and you can do this. I want to encourage you to take a look at the show notes, and I've got the link there where you can set up a free 30-minute discovery call with me on how we can possibly work together to help you with your fueling needs, your nutrition overall, and how to keep your fitness levels energized so you can have your next episode of exercise still feel great too. All right, everyone. I still want to wish you a happy 2024. When I say I still want to wish you that I know we're still in January and not everybody's saying that still, but you all take care and bye for now. Have a great week.